We're in Pittsburgh. Everyone say, go Steelers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know who you're rooting for if you're, a, if you're a football person and an NFL person, but I have been a Steeler fan since 1971-ish, uh, back in the glory days with Bradshaw and Franco Harris and uh, Jack Lambert, you know, great linebacker types. And uh, anyway, I, it's kind of been on my bucket list to uh, be at a game, and uh, I thought I would be in Three River Stadium. That didn't happen. So Heinz Field, Jonathan and I were able to go this year and it was great. And I will say, there were some very dynamic things that transpired. Um, first of all, a body this size should not fit in a seat on an airplane for four and a half hours that's, you know, designed for someone who may be like, more like your size. Uh, anyway, besides all of the travel ails and uh, so forth and flights being delayed and, I mean, literally getting to Pittsburgh, four and a half hour flight took us 24 and a half hours. So, yeah, imagine. But God is in all of those things. And so... Something unique that I noticed about Pittsburgh, the city, and I think it has a spiritual, I don't know, parallel, if you will. It was like a a type, if you will, for me. I noticed that, first of all, there's a lot of bridges. Uh, They have three rivers that really kind of define the city. And uh, so there's a lot of bridges. And they're they're actually the city of bridges, not bridge town or bridge city or whatever. It's a city of bridges. But what I noticed is they were in unity as far as the branding of the city. The city was branded black and yellow. Black and yellow. Those are, those are their sports team's colors. So whether you're a Steeler fan or a Pirate fan or a Penguin fan, it, I heard the whoop for the Penguins. All right, anyway, whether you are or aren't, if you're in that city, you are. And it's, you just, because it's everywhere. And literally, I mean, the police cars and the sheriff's cars are black and yellow. And the wording on them is in black and yellow. And so, I mean, it's literally everything. The bridges, they weren't just yellow, they were the same color yellow. And the entire bridge was yellow. They fade at the same rate. (laughs) So there was no differentiating. It was Pittsburgh yellow. And there's one or two bridges in there that are black, but there's no other colors. It's just black. And then on the waterfront, and all that color. Then the people. I have, I mean, never did I feel like I was in my hometown than when I was walking through Pittsburgh. Because I have all this Pittsburgh Steeler stuff. Because when, you, when your kids get a little bit older and they're start, like, hey, Dad, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, I don't know. I don't need anything. And so they're like, oh, what do we do? Well, let's get Dad some more Pittsburgh Steeler gear. And so for the last, I don't know, 10 years, every year I'm opening up new Pittsburgh Steeler stuff. So I got all this Steelers gear, so I'm always wearing it. And I'm like the only one around here, it seems like, that's a Steeler fan that is this diehard. But man, you put me there and I'm like a, I'm like an avid fan. I mean, I'm like a, I'm like, not avid. I'm like on the lower end scale of, you know, avid, if you will. I'm like way over here. These guys, I mean, there's some freakish fans over there. <laughs> so what am I saying? I, I was, it was like, you felt like you were part of the tribe. And you'd think that with that many men, and you know, in the stadium, obviously, there's, there's alcohol and a number of other things that are going on. And you'd think that men who have you know, egos sometimes bigger than the stadium, uh, they might get riled up with one another. But it wasn't that way. It was one mission. And it was one people. And it was one brand. And it was, I mean, the terrible towel like, if you didn't have a terrible towel, somebody sitting next to you had two, so they'd give you one. And when, when one person stood up and started doing their towel like this, I mean, the whole stadium just stood up. It's like, you know, hey, I got to go to the restroom. You know, everyone's like, look at that guy, go. And it was just unified. And I sat there for four days in awe that a people that size in a city that big, they had one mission, one vision, one passion. Now, I know it's all over sports, which is, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, big deal, wahoo. 
But it made me think about the kingdom of God. One family, one vision, one mission. One Lord, one baptism, one spirit. And we're the family of God. And I'm telling you, we've been branded. We've been branded. Listen, if your faith is in Jesus, the spirit of God lives in you. Just like he lives in the person sitting right next to you. And we've been branded by heaven. And that is something to get excited about. So uh, this year, 2019, we'll be selling not terrible towels. We'll be sell selling glory towels. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and if you buy today, you can get two for the price of one. Woo! No, I'm teasing. But the idea is, as Dennis was talking about, here's, here's a group of people that are standing up. I, I, I mean, we're sitting and watching the game. People are making noise. And they break the huddle. And some dude over here stands up because he's kind of excited because it's first down and you only have to go 10 yards to get another first down. So he just got excited about that. Stands up, starts spinning his towel. Come on! And there weren't a lot of people going, hey, sit down in front. No, it's like everybody just stood up in unison. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to do this on third down too and second down. And, and if it's a fourth down, by golly, we're going to be standing. If the punter comes out on the field, we're going to be standing for the punter. And it was, I mean, it was something to get stood up over, raising hands and doing this. And if we can do it for a pigskin yes. and a little hundred yards of distance to travel back and forth across. Most of the teams that play Pittsburgh, they only get about 30 yards that they move across because we got a really good. <laughs> it is a dream. <laughs> At any rate, I mean, in the scheme of life, that's nothing. And we've been branded by the king of glory. We have heaven dwelling in us. We have become the dwelling place of God the Spirit. Not only individually, but when we come together on a Sunday gathering like this, we become the dwelling place of God the Spirit. This becomes the holy of holies. I think we can get up off our feet. Wait. Get off, up, off our rears and get on our feet and get excited about the kingdom of God. Can I get a hearty amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. All right. Well, that was, that was just a little commercial. That was like a little prelude. Um, 2019. It's, we know it's a year of transition on a number of fronts. And so we're excited about that because the orchestrator, you and I both know the head of the church is Jesus. And so he is the director of the paths of the righteous. He orders our step. Man makes his plans in his heart, the scripture says in Proverbs 16, but the Lord determines his steps. Man casts the lots into the lap, but the Lord determines the outcome. So sometimes even when we make plans and we're like, oh, I'm sure this is God, he might even redirect those down the road at some point in time. We let God be God and we get to just, you know, Jesus take the wheel stuff and we'll play shot. You know, we might ride shotgun. If you get in the backseat, you know, if you're a backseat driver telling God where to take you, uh, hey, that's okay too because God's going to get you there, right? Can I get an amen? So... With that, we're going we're gonna to have a couple people coming up front. And the first, the first two that are going to come forward, uh, I'm going to invite Dan and Kenzie Sherrill because they're making, they're making transition in their life. Dan and Kenzie have been a part of the fellowship for the last four-plus years. And, uh, of course, we saw these two get married during that time. It was a pretty exciting time. We saw, we saw them, you know, in college. We saw a number of things happening, some great ministry stuff happening. Dan becoming an intern and interned for a couple of years, came on staff full-time, and has, uh, in his most recent roles, been leading our youth department. And it's been amazing and I know you have appreciated their ministry in our midst. And so before I give any more details, will you just say thank you to them for their ministry, their love, and uh, it's, it has, yeah, you get a little love and hug for each other. They're, they're just, 
they are, uh, first of all, they're some of the funnest people. Uh, if it, all you have to do is hang out with uh, Smiley for a little while and you'll be smiling. And uh, Kenzie's just the same way. She, they're, they're encouragers. They, they, are, they build people up and they love the kingdom of God. And the Lord has been prompting them about something that's burning in their heart. And so they're, they're stepping out in faith. And uh, maybe you're here this morning and just this part of the service will be ministering to you about taking a step of faith, believing the prompting of the Spirit on the inside and stepping out in faith. And so Dan has, uh, shared, his, Dan has shared their resignation from the youth pastor role as well as Dan gets to, he's a three trees guy too. So he's been, uh, he's been working with the three trees landscaping. And uh, so uh, a resignation and they're pursuing some of the things that are in their heart. And they don't, they, here's the part of that, they don't fully know what that looks like. And so it really is a step of faith. But there's a lot of things involved with that. And so as a congregation, we get, to, we get to walk with them, we get to run with them, we get to encourage them. And you will see them around some, but they're gonna be, they're gonna be other places. And that, that part, I'm like, ow, that, that's not easy. Um, but yet we know God is guiding. We know God is the director. We know God is leading. And so we want to pray with them and we want to pray for them. And we want to invite you to have them, if you, you know, have magnets on your refrigerator, you could get a photo or you take a photo with your phone and keep it in front so that you can be in a perpetual state of prayer. <laughs> it's real easy. Hey, we'll even, we'll even have them pose for you. Um, but I'm going to invite you to stand with me this morning. And I'm going to invite, uh, if Pastor Matt would come down, and if I could get uh, John Morris to come down, if I could get Pastor Dennis, if he's still here, and uh, Pastor Tim, would you come? And um, let's see, who else is in the house? Uh, Levi, could you come down as well? Is Levi, yeah, both Levi's, if you guys could make your way down here. Uh, Mike Clouser, would you come? And uh, we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God's guidance and leading. And uh, Kim, can I have you come on back down here as well? Can I have Doug and Lisa? Would you guys come up too? Uh, I know you have likely invested in them as they have invested in you, but the folks that are standing up here are some principal folks that have been influencers in their lives while they've been here. And uh, we just, we just want to lay hands on you guys. And we want to we challenge you and we want to charge you. We really do to honor the Lord and to follow the Lord's guidance and leading. That you, we're, we're gonna be asking that God would give you an increased amount of discernment, that God would anoint you and also bestow upon you gifts because the doors that God could be opening in front of you may be in areas that you're not currently gifted. And there is that portion of scripture that we're reminded to not neglect the gift that was received by the laying on of hands in prayer. And so that's, we want to pray and we want to bless and we want to anoint and just believe God for the great things that he has in store. So congregation, will you extend a hand forward, share your faith together as we pray for these two. Father, as we lay hands on these two and we give you thanks, God. As Matt prayed earlier, that raising up of the Ebenezer stone, as the Israelites did back in the days of Samuel the prophet, they lifted up that memorial stone and said, thus far the Lord has helped us. And so, Lord, that's our, our prayer. We know and we see, thus far you've helped these two. And Lord, you've helped this fellowship as a result of these two. And God, we know this is home for them. But Lord, as they are going to be moving about and discovering, Lord, Lord, that which you have before them, we are praying, God, for an increased discernment in their lives. Lord, that they would be able to discern your voice in a more clear and concise way so, God, that they can step into all that you have for them. And Holy Spirit, we are praying that you would fill these earthen vessels afresh and anew in the name of Jesus. And that, God, you would equip them with every gifting as we by faith lay hands upon them, Lord, will you give them administrations? God, would you give them generosity in a greater measure? God, would you give them, again, that discernment in a greater measure? Lord, encouragement in a greater measure. God, ministries in an increased manner. And so, Lord, we also pray for prophecy. God, we pray for words of wisdom and words of knowledge. 
Lord, we are praying for even gifts of healing, that, Lord, as they lay hands on people and pray, that, God, you would do miraculous works through them. And so, Father, we thank you, we praise you, We thank you that, God, the church is yours. The operation of the church truly is yours. And we want to simply submit and allow you to have your way so that we all can rejoice together. So God, be glorified today and be glorified in these two. And I pray that over the next, you know, today and the weeks to come, that these two would feel the love of the body of Christ here at Hillside and that they would know that their family here is endeared and ever in a place to receive ministry and love from them. So God be glorified. We give you thanks in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said a strong amen, amen. Hey, we love you guys. You may be seated. I need a hug before you guys go sit Wow. Praise God. Uh, Dan and Ken's will be, I'm sure they'll be around here uh, at the end of the service. uh, And uh, I'm sure they would love to allow you to take a little photo with them so you can have that to pray with them and for them. Uh, I, uh, this morning is a unique uh, thing for me. I'm starting off 2019 without my uh, phone or, so I have no idea what time it is and I, I probably won't. I'll try. Someone give me an idea when we're at about 11.15. I know that's about 15 minutes. Uh, some more transitions that are coming. And uh, it, very exciting days with the, uh, for lack of a better term, the, the melding of two congregations together. We, we have two campuses. We have Hillside Happy Valley and we have Hillside Damascus. And we don't have two people groups. We have one people group that meet in two locations. And so it's very, very exciting because uh, part of the vision of Hillside Christian Fellowship has been to expand. uh, And not that we think that, quote, unquote, our unique DNA is somehow unique. It's not. But we believe in how we do ministry and how we serve in a community, and we want to see that multiplied and duplicated so that we can collaborate with the rest of the body of Christ in Clackamas County and win the county for Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. And so we're positioned even better today than we were one year ago. And so we're very, very excited. And with that melding of two, one of the beautiful things that is occurring is that there's no, we're not actually, there's no loss of staffing. Sometimes when this stuff happens, pastors are saying goodbye and they're finishing their ministries, if you will. Well, Tim and Charlene, they're now part of the pastoral team here at Hillside Christian Fellowship. Can I get an amen? Amen. And I've, I've known these two for the better part of 12 years. And I've seen their ministry. And I'm so thrilled to be working hand in hand already. Tim in our staff meetings, he's like making us even a little bit more efficient. And he is like, you know, hey, come on, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yes. And all the other guys in the room are like, yes. <laughs> so, um, in fact, it's very probable that our staff meetings will go from three hours down to about an hour because it'll be a whole lot less words because I, I just, I'm Wordsworth and Kim's over there going, amen. <laughs> so I'm going to invite Tim and Charlene to come up and as they're making their way up, the other piece of this is, is uh, Pastor Matthew and Mariah. There is a transition piece with them in that they are going to be the campus pastors at the Damascus campus. And uh, it was literally a year ago this February uh, that Tim had, these two had been praying. And God gave Tim this bold and uh, we'll just call it bold. I was going to say, you know, kind of an audacious, all right, God, give us a big one. And it was that he would, that their church would meld with Hillside that they would be part of the pastoral team, but that Matthew would be the campus pastor at the Damascus campus. And so when he shared that with Matt and I, I think it was maybe with me first and then Matt and, uh, Matt and I, we, we were just like, okay, Lord, if, this, if you're in this, will you just guide and lead? And over a year process and many, many times in prayer, many, many times in uh, just 
seeking wisdom, connecting with other people, asking uh, their prayers, their leadership, and their guidance, God has led us to this place. And so it's, it's happening. And so with that, Pastor Matthew and Mariah, will you two come down? And uh, we're going to do the same thing that we just did with Dan and Kenzie. We're going to lay hands on these four, and we're going to pray a prayer of gifting with the laying on of hands, that those gifts would be bestowed upon them for their respective ministries, their respective assignments, their respective uh, works that they'll be engaged in. So with that being said, I'm gonna invite a couple, uh, certainly I want my wife to come up, and Dennis and Jill, if Jill's uh, still here, if Jill, you could come up. And uh, let's see, um, if there's elders in the house, I know several of our elders, other staff members come on up, and uh, Gil and Francine, if you're here, and uh, Charlie, if you're still here and Linda and uh, I know some are serving if uh, yep thanks Levi and Levi come on down Kenzie come on down you come and uh, yeah if uh, if others you're up here and you you know these you know these four and you say it's just prompted in my heart that I want to come up and I want to lay hands on uh, someone's shoulder over here and uh, Joe come on up uh, and uh, let's see uh, anybody, anybody else want to just say, I just want to come up there. I just want to be on stage. <laughs> All right, I'm going to invite you to stand with me this morning, and um, we're going to believe God together. So I'm going to invite you. Uh, I, I, I've been overseas many, many times for seven years when I was doing youth ministry, I took teams all over Eastern Europe. And one of the things that's very notably different in a European church versus an American church is when the congregation goes to prayer there, when you're there, it's, you can't hear anything because everybody is praying out loud and they're making noise. Now, if that makes you uncomfortable, raise your hand. Okay, well, maybe it doesn't make you uncomfortable. <laughs> no one raised their hand, or maybe one or two. Anyway, I'm gonna invite you, please pray. And pray, if you want to pray out loud, make some noise, that's great. If you want to come down in front, make your way down here, that's great. We're going to pray, and we're going to take a few moments, and we're just going to believe God together for his working in our midst. Everybody got that? Okay, so will you extend a hand as we pray? Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, we praise you and we give you thanks. Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus by faith. And we're following that first century biblical pattern of the laying on of hands and the believing God for the administration of your giftings by the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we are praying that you fill these four anew and afresh. And we are asking in Jesus' name that you would prepare them for the works that are in advance for them to accomplish for the glory of God and for the furtherance of the kingdom and for the furtherance of God, the work to which you have called us to. And Lord, we are praying that for each of them that the receiving of ministry would be abundant by the body of Christ that's here and the body of new believers that will be coming. And Lord, within our community, God, that there would be the receiving of the ministry. And so God, we are asking for that anointing. We are asking God for that blessing. And we are praying God for their protection, that you would watch over and keep them. Lord, your word says that you are our shield. You are our defender. We have the armor of God. You have defeated our foe and our adversary. And yet there is a work and a very real work that is coming against. And so we come against the principalities, the powers, the rulers, the spiritual forces of wicked in the heavenly places. We say the Lord rebuke you, Satan. You have no authority. And as these are fully armed with the armor of God, May they stand in the midst of the evil day. And God, may your work be accomplished and may you go before them. Make rough places smooth. Father, as you took Cyrus by the hand, that Persian king, you said, I will take you by the hand and I will anoint you. It is I who call you by name. Lord, will you take these by the hand, lead them before the nations, lead them before the community, lead them before the body. And Father, will you cut through the bars of iron and the gates of bronze? Lord, will you open the double doors before them? And God, would you grant them treasures, the riches of heaven that are stored in secret places? God, for your glory and for your namesake. And Father, we thank you for this marvelous body of believers. And we ask in the name of Jesus that, God, your purposes would prevail throughout this entirety of this year and the years to come until the return of our King, the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father, I just, I'm compelled, again, to just simply ask for that 
discerning of spirits. And Lord, we pray for prophetic word. Father, we pray for words of wisdom and words of knowledge. So God, be glorified and bestow those operations amidst the gifts that you grant. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said a strong amen and amen. 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 Hey, we are excited. We love you guys. Praise the Lord. Yeah, let's give it up for the Lord, guys. Love you. Matt Morris. Mariah, come give hugs. <laughs> love you, buddy. <clears throat> love you, kiddo. Yay. It's 1110. I was just whispered. <laughs> all right. Well, I have an hour sermon, so... Uh, I don't. <laughs> Come on, I got a woohoo. Um, thought I would just share a couple of things um, in relationship to vision. Um, you know, we've heard a couple of verses where you see the Israelites raise up the Ebenezer stone. Uh, you might mark down that's First Samuel chapter seven. Verse 12 is where they literally raise that stone of remembrance. And I believe at Damascus, our Damascus campus, when we change the signage in the front, part of that, hi, Ryan and Mia, good to see you guys. Uh, yay, you're in town, woo! <laughs> uh, blessings on you guys and Owen's family, that's so fun. Um, so... At that signage area, I believe one of the things that we're supposed to do is set a stone. And at the Gladstone campus, when we do the signage, to set a stone there. And it's a stone of remembrance, and it's a stone of honoring all of the work that has been accomplished to date. That we would inscribe on that stone, not us personally, we'd have someone do it, but they would come in, and they would inscribe it and put it in black, you know, fill in the space where they uh, carve out, First uh, Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. It will be, if you will, our Ebenezer stone. Thus far the Lord has helped. And it's an acknowledgement of faith that it has been the work of God, and clearly it has been. I, I, I got an email from uh, the, the pastor who built the Gladstone campus, and he was just elated, Charlie Parker. And uh, Charlie Parker's been connected with us because he's been a part of Teen Challenge for so many. In fact, he just retired, I think, at 80 years old. Uh, and he's been kind of the facilities guy for the last number of years. And so we honor Charlie. Charlie sends me a picture. He's like, I'm so excited. He says, I remember when that church had over 300 people in it. I was like, come on. That's the work of God. And we want to honor that. And we want to recognize that. And so those memorials, raising those up. And so you might read that story about how God worked through the Israelites and the Israelites under Samuel, if you will, who was that uh, great judge. He was the last of the judges. He's also a prophet, but the last of the judges. How God directed Israel. And so they lifted up and raised up that Ebenezer stone, if you will. Great. Um, a couple of years ago, as we were praying for Hillside, and God led us down that path with the Arnt Machinery Building. It was at the very onset in that first year that God had laid on my heart, and I shared it with our leadership, and it was kind of a yes and amen, Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 2. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just have, will you turn in your Bibles with me to Isaiah real quick? Isaiah 54. For those of you that we prayed with, um, for babies, you might be particularly interested in verse 1 of Isaiah 54. And I mean that very sincerely. That's, I'm not, that's not a pun or a play on words. Uh, because it says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. So I thought that was apropos. But the second verse, God spoke a couple of years ago to us. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And then it goes on to say, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. And I love that it says, let them ex extend your curtains. 
And uh, so much of what God has done in this last year has been really others and their workings and God's blessing. When, when the door was closed for us on art machinery, there's not a person that was involved with that whole process for four years that wasn't somehow disappointed or caught off guard or like, what? What? And it, it causes you to begin to question and all of those kinds of things. And God brought us to a place for a purpose. And that purpose prevailed. Four months to the day, uh, we received the Gladstone. In the midst of all of what was happening, we had no idea, but Tim and I and others on our leadership team had begun to meet and had begun to pray and had begun to seek the Lord. And here we are, not even a year later. I mean, I think if you'd asked Tim a year ago or you'd asked Dennis a year ago or you'd asked Matt a year ago or any one of the number of our leadership team, our elders, None of them would have said, well, this is probably what's going to be happening one year from today. We would have been scratching our heads going, that could never happen. I remember remember when Dr. Mark Strong came and he spoke and that whole process and he said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Well, he was right. (laughs) We hadn't seen anything yet. And when he told the story about how God gave them a building, which by the way, if you want to take a drive out to 162nd in Southeast Gleason, you'll see their building, Life Change Christian Fellowship. It's right there, the building, the renovation. It's almost complete. In fact, they may have already started having services there. It's pretty exciting. And when he was saying, when he was telling us those things, I was like, oh, God, there's just no way that could happen. I guess you'd never say never, right? I mean, because look what God has done. And he'll continue to do. And so I see from four years ago, a scripture that God had laid on my heart and we had prayed these ways and it just, you know, it's a portion of scripture that applies definitively to Israel but how God spoke to us in this regard. And so we're still in the, we're still in the space of uh, lengthening our cords. We're still in the space of strengthening our stakes and a strengthening of the stake, you know, when a stake is pounded into the ground, there's a certain sense of we're, we're laying claim to this space and we want to we strengthen that. And so we have, we have these opportunities and these works. And so very, very exciting. And I, so just by way of casting a little bit of vision today, I, I've been asking the Lord over the last couple of weeks just a theme for this year. I've not shared this with staff because I've been praying and I've been seeking the Lord and I have sensed and Dennis, even your, your prayer about deepening, uh, that, that really is it's kind of built into this, but I think our theme is growing. Growing. Because it's a biblical principle, number one. Can I get an amen? amen. Peter ends, under the inspiration of, his, of the Holy Spirit, ends his second epistle in fact, turn in your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. And uh, it ends with a conjunction, or it starts that uh, verse with a conjunction. So there's a lot that I will let you read on your own ahead of time. But it's talking, he's talking about steadfastness. But he ends and he says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a biblical principle. We should all be growing. Can I get an amen? Amen. We should be maturing. We should be growing up. And that is the purpose of Hillside Christian Fellowship. We literally, when we started the church, our purpose, we exist As a body of believers, this body of believers exists as a church for the purpose of seeing people become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And that should be the reality for everybody sitting here, that we are growing in that. We are growing in. And... This uh, grace, this mercy, the love of God, the knowledge of Jesus and who he is and his love toward us, all of those things should be working. 
you might look back at 2018 and say, how did I grow? Let the Spirit of God reveal some of those things where you've grown in your faith, you've grown in your walk, you've grown in your trust, you've grown in the things of the Lord. God wants us to grow on an individual basis. God wants us to grow collectively. He wants us to grow. He wants us to grow physically. Can I get an amen? Yeah, there's, there's folks out there that need the gospel. Some of your friends, some of your associates, some of your neighbors. And he will be using you to invite them into relationship with him. Can I get an amen? amen. That's a big thing. And then he'll use you and I to help raise up, if you will, or disciple New believers, new converts, folks who have known the Lord who haven't been growing, we get to be all part of that. And so I'm very excited that we get to grow together. And with that, we now will have two campuses. Some of our regular Happy Valley campus folks, you might be thinking, huh, Damascus is a little closer. Hmm, Pastor Matthew teaches shorter than Pastor Dave. Hmm. <laughs> The beauty is that we'll be walking through the same portions of Scripture. Uh, you know, we kind of do, we're, our goal is to be chapter by chapter, verse by verse, bringing things contextually together and uh, share. And so uh, we'll be meeting together. We'll be going through kind of the portions of Scripture and our certain sense of understanding for this group of believers, kind of what the Spirit of God is prompting us to be teaching. And we'll just be teaching our different, our different styles and our different ways. And so uh, maybe you're here one Sunday, you're there one Sunday, or maybe you're there, or maybe you're here. However it works, we're perfectly content with that. Now, if we show up next Sunday and there's seven of us here, <laughs> we'll know we have some work to do. <laughs> so, uh, and that'll just be the worship team. So, Pastor Dennis, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I say that to say... Um, we're beginning to see the vision and the mission that God has called this body of believers to happening, and it's very, very exciting. All of our ministries will continue that have been at the Happy Valley campus, and uh, we anticipate adding some uh, additional uh, as a result of being together uh, with the Damascus campus. So, Hillside's motto has been for many, many years, loving God, loving people, serving others. Loving God, loving people, serving others. A motto should be a descriptive line, if you will, of who we are as people. The, the people of God that meet here, we love God, we love people, and we serve others. And hopefully, you know that whole welcome home thing? I mean, that's the real deal. It's like that Pittsburgh, man. This, we're the city of God in the midst of Clackamas, and we're branded by the Spirit of God, and I love that God is loving. Don't you love that? I don't know about you, but when I get to heaven, I can't wait to get a hug. I can't wait to see Jesus' smile. Look at your neighbor and just smile big. Just big old smile. I want to see show some pearly whites. Yeah. It's so warm. It's just so warm. Dan, let me see your smile again, smiley. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> he gave me a little funny grin. <laughs> it's so warm. And the warmth of a hug. Where there's no malice, there's no hidden agenda, it's just the love of God being expressed brother to brother, sister to sister, family member to family member. And that's so rich. And I, I, I pray that that grows and more people will experience that sense of things. And everybody here, because in church, believe it or not, there are some folks here today that are lonely. There are some folks here today that may not be connecting with others. And we don't want that to be. We want, we want everyone to belong and to feel that and to sense that. And so when you see someone who's not here, you're prompted to just give them a call on the phone and say, man, I just want you to know I missed you today. I missed that hug or I missed that embrace. That's important to me. And it raises that value. Does that make sense? So I, I'm just, as I'm casting vision and growing, these are things we just, we just want to grow in. When the family of God gathers together, I mean, you imagine if uh, every week pastors, you know, they came up to the, you know, they came before the congregation and said, you should do this and you should do this and you need to do this and you need to do this. We, how, to, how to diminish the size of a church in about, you know, three months quick. Because if it's you should, you should, you should. Rather than that, 
it, if there's something working in us that's compelling where I can't wait to be together. I mean, I've been thirsty all week long waiting to see those folks because they're my family, man. And it's like I'm going to, we're coming, we're coming to the banquet table on a Sunday morning. And we just get to feast with one another in the presence of the Lord. And I pray that that's what would be growing in us. That we just, it's like that Thanksgiving meal. I'll probably start talking about gravy. And uh, where you just kind of can't wait. And you don't really want to go because there's a little more gravy left on the plate. And where's the rest of the rolls? I mean, give me a roll so I can kind of, you know, slop that. It's really good stuff. And that's what we feel when we're together. Some of you are like, now all I feel is my stomach moving. <laughs> I'm hungry. So, loving God, loving people, and serving others. And I, I believe that's what fully devoted followers of Christ look like. They're loving God. How, how's your love for the Lord today? Are you hungry for him? Our prayer for you is that your thirst for the Lord your thirst for the kingdom, your thirst for the things of God would simply grow in 2019, that this would be a year of growth. Hunger and thirst for the kingdom, that Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those other things will be added unto you. Oh, it's time for class to end. <laughs> oh, Gary, now. <laughs> No gravy for Gary. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, loving people. I think our heart's desire in that loving people. You know, the, the, the scripture, the, the, there are scriptures that talk about the gathering together of the saints. I mean, whose idea was church? I mean, I know we are the church, but I also recognize in a, in a colloquial kind of sense, we go to church, right? You, go to, you get up on Sunday morning, you, you go to church. And I know there's all that clever stuff about, oh, no, I didn't go to church. I am the church. And I, I, we believe that. We believe that. But we don't necessarily need to, you know, try and be clever with the way we say things. We go to church, and we just, we go to church on Sunday. And there's portions of Scripture that say, I mean, that's what, that's what the church, that's what the body of Christ did in the book of Acts. They gathered together on the first day of the week. And it wasn't like one week out of every month. It was like every week. They gathered together on the first day. And they broke bread and they read God's word and they worshiped the king. And so I, I would just encourage you, that's part of discovering how to love people is we actually rub elbows with people. And we do that collectively like this. And so we would encourage you because we want to model our fellowship very much and very closely to that church in the book of Acts. And so even just doing those practical things like just this is a, it's a new year. Maybe it's a resolution. Maybe it's just a, this is what I'm intending to do. But that you would make service coming to church like no excuses. I'm, I go to church, period. I go. And we're, 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 we bear his name and those that bear his name. I raised my, my wife and I raised our kids. We didn't ever tell them, well, you can't do that because you're a Christian. We just didn't do that. Uh, we said, you can't do that because you're a Morris. If you don't like that, you can be mad at me. But you're not going to be mad at God. Morris is, we go to church. Period. When we're on vacation, John and I, we're in Pittsburgh, we went to church. On game day. We're like, are we going to get there in time? You, if you saw Facebook pictures, you noticed that we were like the only ones sitting in our seats. The, the whole place was empty. A couple of you have even commented, yep, that's pretty much what a Steelers game is like. <laughs> We go to church on game day. It's vacation. It's time away. And no, man, I'm going to be with the family of God because we're Morris's and we go to church because it's what they did. And I want to encourage you this way. Make gathering together as a fellowship a priority, a priority. It was before we were dating. I met Kim sitting on the front row of the church. I was sitting in the front row right on this end, and she was sitting right on that end. We sat in the front row. You know why we sat in the front row? Because we wanted to be close where the action was. Also, the minister kind of spit a little bit. <laughs> so we had umbrellas. <laughs> no, we wanted to be where 
If something was going to move, if the, if the Spirit of God was going to move, and if some miraculous thing was going to happen, we wanted to see it. Janet, you and Steve, you guys were there. You, you, I think you saw us dating in those days. Yeah. I mean, my Ben, I'm sorry, but I think Kim changed your diapers in the nursery. So I'm just saying, Ben's like, did he really just say that? That's what we did. So I'm going to encourage you if if you if you would, you know, make that a priority. I, we're having communion this morning, so I got to finish. Um, and then serving others. Let me let me just say this quickly about serving others. Um, today, sometime, please read Romans chapter 12. Read Romans 12. Paul uses the metaphor under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit about one body, many members. And in Romans chapter 12, there are seven, what I would call spiritual gifts administrated by the Spirit of God. You likely have all seven of them working in you because the Spirit of God is in you. But some of them will be more highlighted by the personality that you are. Your kind of DNA, your makeup, the way you were raised, the family, et cetera, et cetera. All those things came into the part. You are the summation of the totality of the number of days that you have walked upon the planet Earth. And the Spirit of God is working in the midst of that, and he is highlighting gifts. So like if you are a mom in here, you likely have the gift of mercy working in you. I know, like I'm not strong on mercy. It's just not, it's just not one of my strong points. In fact, I'm probably more judicial, like, you know, punitive damage is coming. You, you violated a rule, here comes the punitive, right? Whereas Kim is like full of mercy. Uh, so read Romans 12. But in there it talks about each one of us. Everybody take your index finger on your right hand. Turn it, point it to yourself and say me. 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 Each one of us has been given gifts by the Holy Spirit. And in the analogy of the body, it says, let us use them. So everyone should be using those gifts in the midst of the body. You imagine if you woke up this morning and you went to step off your, get out of bed, and your foot decided not to work, you'd have a little bit of a difficult time. You imagine... <laughs> I wanted to tell a story. Ah, I'll get in trouble. Um, <laughs> ah, time for communion, yes. So we're laying in bed the other night, and my wife says to me, oh, did I, did I blow the candle out on the kitchen table? And I said, ah, you probably did. When I turned off the lights, I didn't see any other lights in there. And she says, no, I don't think I did. And I said, mm-hmm. Like, and you could tell the conversation was like, you're going to be going to check. And the next thing she said is, she says, I put some stuff in my eyes and I can't see right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I put some things over my body called covers and I can't get out of them right now. <laughs> so I did end up, you know, sliding out, going downstairs, checking, and the candle was blown out. So it was, you know, everything was safe, blah, blah, blah. But it, if, you, if, if you woke up and your eyes weren't working, you wouldn't be functioning at 100%, right? So the body of Christ doesn't work efficiently when not every member is using those giftings that God has bestowed within the body. And there's places to serve, and we need people serving. That is an amen. And so if you're here and you say, this is my home, and you don't have a ministry, Boy, we want to we wanna connect you, it, whether it's at the Damascus campus, whether it's at the Happy Valley campus, maybe it's over at the Gladstone campus. Maybe you can paint. You can help us paint. We're going to be painting. We're going to be doing a number of projects over at Damascus. But whatever we want to see and help you engage, because then you'll be growing as one in the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, that's enough said. We're, you're going to be hearing more exciting stuff as the days go by. I'll probably have some more stories that will get me in trouble too, so we'll close this up. And... Uh, I'm going to invite those who are going to serve communion. It's right at 1130, and uh, we're going we're to partake in communion together at this time. And so uh, we serve an open communion. We would invite you to be a participant. If your faith is in Jesus, this is, 
This is an opportunity for us to remember what the Lord has done for us. If you're on a journey towards faith and you're not sure about your placing of faith in the work that Christ accomplished upon the cross at Calvary, we encourage you to abstain from this, uh, this, this practice of remembrance because the scripture says if we receive in an unworthy manner, uh, there's, there's, it has ramifications. And so... By receiving it, here, here's what we are doing when we are receiving communion. We're acknowledging what Jesus did on the cross at Calvary. And when we, when we take this cup, which the cup that has the juice in it, if you remember on the night in which Jesus was betrayed, they were having what supper? They were having the Passover meal. In the Passover meal, there are four community cups that are partaken together by those that are at the supper simultaneously. So, you know, the, the first cup they would receive and it would go around the table and then they would move forward in the dinner and then the second cup they would receive and they move forward. They come to the third cup. The third cup is the cup after supper. And so you know the text, it says, after supper, he took the cup. And gave thanks. And he made some statements. He said, this cup is the cup that represents the new covenant in my blood. So not the old covenant, which is the blood of bulls and rams. That covenant is past. This is the new covenant. And when you and I partake of this cup together, we are acknowledging the work of redemption that Jesus did upon the cross at Calvary. And I... By receiving it, I am saying I am a willing participant. Jesus didn't make me become a born-again believer. I chose to become a born-again believer, and I am willfully acknowledging that I am in the new covenant. Does that make sense? So it is that the third cup is called the cup of redemption, and the fourth cup was a little later after there's some dessert-related stuff, and that cup is called the ingathering cup. Jesus said also, he said, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until we all drink together in heaven. That's the ingathering at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will partake of the fourth cup. Does that make sense? That's exciting. That's very, very exciting. So that's what we're doing. And we're simply, by you acknowledging, when we say it's an open community, if your faith is already in Christ, we invite you to be a partaker. If you're on a journey and you're not sure, we say, we just want to encourage you. We'd love to talk to you more about that, but you, you should abstain. And if you're, if you're today saying, yes, I want to be a Christ follower, and I want to be a partaker, you could receive that today and be making a public declaration that I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ simply by being a participant. Does that make sense? So with that being said, will you all stand with me? And uh, here's how we do it here at Hillside. We make our way kind of to the center aisles, and we come down the center, and you can receive uh, the bread and the cup from everyone. Will you hold the emblems using the outside aisle, make your way back to your seats, and in just a few moments, we'll say a word of prayer, we'll walk through them, and we'll receive those together. Come on down. Come on down.
invite you to stand with me this morning. <laughs> you can be seated. No, I'm just kidding. The bread that we hold in our hand, commonly known as matzah bread, it's without leaven. Leaven in scripture is a type of sin and our Savior, who is the bread of life, was without sin, therefore there's no leaven in the bread. You'll also note that the, it is perforated and there, are, if you had a full size sheet, you would see that it is scored coming down and going across. That's not by mistake, by the way. The scripture tells us in Zechariah that they will look upon the one whom they have pierced. Every year at Passover, practicing Jews look upon the one whom they had pierced, the bread of life, Jesus, in type. The prophet Isaiah reminds us it's by his stripes, his scourging, his scores that we are healed. This bread is a symbol and a reminder of the work that Jesus accomplished upon the cross. And we want his work in us. That we would seek to live our lives to be honoring to him. That others would see Christ in us, the hope of glory. The scripture calls us to live with wisdom towards those who are on the outside. That they might see Christ and give glory to God. And so, pray with me. Father, as we hold this bread today that is a representation of the broken body of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we are so thankful, Jesus, for your obedience. We're so thankful for your willingness, and we're so thankful for the work that you accomplished. And that which you endured, the chastisement of our sin was upon you. You bore our affliction. You bore our punishment for sin. For the wages of sin is death. And you became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God, you demonstrated your love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. A demonstration of your love. You took our place, Jesus. We thank you. Will you partake of the bread with me this morning together? stand with the cup in our hands. It's juice. Representative. It was wine in those days. It was fermented wine, by the way. Um, but today we hold juice. And the intent is the work that Jesus accomplished by receiving the cup, we are saying we are recipients of that work that Jesus accomplished. By the shedding of his blood, once for all, the sin debt has been canceled for the believer. The sin debt has been canceled. It's available to all men, but to those that receive, that believe in his name, sin debt is canceled. He died in our place. So, Father, as we stand this morning with these cups in our hand, we are acknowledging your great plan of salvation. You so love the world that you gave your only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You did not send your Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So, Father, we thank you that it is no longer the blood of bulls and rams, but it is through the precious blood of Jesus Christ offered once. And so, Lord, now we have the remission of our sin. Blessed is he whose transgressions are not held against him. Jesus took it for us, and we give you thanks today. Let's partake of the cup together this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Amen. Let's have an amazing week. 
this first full week of 2019. Students are likely going back to school. Let's keep Jesus first and have an amazing week in Christ. Can I get a strong amen? Amen. Go on the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. If you came prepared to give an offering this morning, we normally do receive offering. There are spaces and Buckets will be up in the front here for those of you who would like to drop uh, offering off. We appreciate your faithfulness in that area. The Lord bless you and keep you. Have an amazing week in Christ.